Thank you, Stephen. Um, at this moment, I'd like to take a time out just to welcome our online guests. We want to say thank you for joining us this morning. We're glad you're a part of us. You're glad you're with us. Um, we understand it's Super Bowl Sunday, but I could guarantee you, I could guarantee you with the word that our senior pastor is going to bring, it's going to be a Super Sunday regardless. Every Sunday we come in here is a Super Sunday. Amen? Amen. Pastor Jack C., come on up. Mike, thank you. I totally threw Mike and Chesley under the bus today because they had all planned out to be host and they'd planned everything out and then I, I changed everything, amen? All those people that came up earlier, they all had one thing in common. You know what that is? They were one time a first time guest at West Houston Christian Center, amen? And when we come and we're believing God and we're looking to become a part of a body, it's important that you find out where you fit. Amen. Because there's a soil that's going to help produce the fruit that God's planned inside of you. Amen. So you want to be planted where you're supposed to be. And so that my prayer was, is that every person that we laid hands on is going to know exactly where they fit in this body. Amen. And uh, we are open to whatever God tells us. I want to remind everybody what we're doing uh, as a body at West Houston Christian Center that we started a month ago. It's now February. And so for a month, our, our foundational scripture is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Amen. We are all looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We as a body are reading through the whole New Testament together. Uh, we have, uh, we're still in Matthew right now. And it's just great. I'm enjoying it. We're reading a chapter every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, if you mess up and you got Saturday and Sunday to catch up. So that's a good deal. And by the end of the year, you will have read through the whole New Testament. Third, well, secondly, is that we're being doers of the word and we're getting involved in our local outreaches. Uh, Vincent and Jessica have an outreach plan for the Saturday after Valentine's. And we're going to be going to an apartment. Hey, look, we had a breakthrough. We had a breakthrough. Whenever we go into an apartment complex, we're just blessed that they allow us to come in because they don't even have to do that. And, uh, but finally, because of relationship and because of, I think, Vincent's character when he deals with apartment managers, they're now going to promote the meeting for us at their own apartment complex. They're going to send out all the flyers. They're going to knock on all the doors. They're going to give us water. They're going to give us a place. They are producing the meeting where we just get to come and share the gospel. Isn't that amazing? Folks, that's a breakthrough. That's a breakthrough. So come and help be a part of that outreach and be a doer of the word. We're, uh, we're purposing to be givers this year of our gifts, our tithes, and our offerings, and being a part of what God is doing uh, in that area. And then finally, we're looking for a team to serve on because the more you're connected to the body, the harder it is when the winds of life try to blow you away. You got something to hold on to. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, I want to take a few minutes. Will y'all do me a favor? Yes. We're going to go after 12 o'clock today. Okay? So subconsciously what happens is noon is people look at the clock, they start shutting their Bible, start getting ready, sub subliminally telling the speaker, you need to stop now. <laughs> but we're going to go a little bit after 12 o'clock today because I feel like what I need to share is important. Amen. And then we're going to receive communion and I don't want to rush that. Amen. Hey, Super Bowl Sunday coverage started at nine o'clock this morning. 
From nine until 10 o'clock tonight, it is wall to wall. A billion dollars will be spent today. But I tell you what, this next 15 or 20 minutes could change your life if you'll plug in. Amen. So I want to talk a little bit about the steps of faith. Amen. And how I felt the Lord explained this to me was, is that Michelle and I both came out of working for Dr. Jerry Savell. Uh, I had the honor of traveling with Brother Jerry, going all over the country. He would do meetings together. We have sat under some of the best, what we consider faith teachers in the world. Kenneth Copeland, Dr. Savell, Jesse Duplantis, Creflo Dollar, all these mighty men of God. We've sat under these men. We have been taught faith, amen, at a very, very high level. Sometimes when I teach faith, I forget I'm not in a Bible school anymore. And what I felt like the Lord said today was, was to break it down and make it a little bit more simple in what we're trying to preach when it comes to faith. Not dumbing it down in any way, shape, or form, but bringing it to, if you've never really heard this message of faith, really going back and laying a foundation as to why it's so important. Amen. Amen? And so we'll be doing this as long as, uh, uh, until Jesus tells me to do something else. But we're basically, I started it two weeks ago when we talked about how God orchestrates our lives. Amen. How God brought Michelle from California, me from Houston. We both followed. We took a step of faith. We ended up in Crowley, Texas at a Bible school together. We were faithful. We served. We got involved in our school. Out of that, we saw each other for the first time. Michelle and I were in a room smaller than this with 100 people, and I never saw Michelle till about six weeks into the semester when I got there. It's like I couldn't see her. God wanted me to get plugged in on what I was there to do, which was Bible school. But when I saw her, I saw her. <laughs> Amen? When I saw her, I saw her. We each took a step of faith, and when we took a step of faith, it took us closer to God's plan and purpose for our lives. Amen? Everything that God does, He does by faith. There's no other way. There's nothing that I can get to you from God unless you truly believe that it's from God and that it's for you. I can talk to you about healing till the cows come home. I can break it down, the physics of healing, uh, all of the, the, the formulas of healing, but if you don't have it settled in your heart that it's God's will for you to walk in divine health and healing, it's not going to prosper you. So we're going to talk about the steps of faith. How many of you want to know, like you're like, Pastor Jack, I've heard this, but what is a step of faith? How do I do it? What's it look like? That's what I want to talk about a little bit this morning. Amen. Romans chapter 4, verse 12. Romans chapter 4, verse 12. And it says, And the father of circumcision to those who not are only of the circumcision, but who also walk in the steps of faith, which our father Abraham had while still circumcised. Say this, every step I take is a step of faith. Every step I take is a step of faith. We have to recognize and look at our lives that every step we take, it must be a step of faith. 
When I take a step of faith, I am always going to end up where I'm supposed to be, when I'm supposed to be there, and with what I'm supposed to have with me. Every time I take a step of faith. How do you know if I'm taking my steps or God's steps? Do you show up where you're supposed to be? God has created each and every one of us with a plan and purpose in his heart for us. We should be fulfilled wherever God plants us. And we should feel happy and blessed to be there. Amen? How do I know if I'm in God's perfect will? God's not going to lead you to a place that you're going to despise and hate and dread. That's not God. Amen? God doesn't lead us into those places. God is always leading us into more. Now, you're going to have some pit stops in some places that aren't exactly comfortable, that aren't exactly fun. But it's in those places, those desert-type places, is where we learn obedience and where we learn, we learn the voice of God. Amen? God didn't speak to Moses in the busyness of Egypt. He got him out in that desert with a bush, William and Emery, and they talked, no. He got him away from everything. He brought him out from that life that he always wanted and had, and he pulled him to a place where all he could hear was his voice. So when Moses went back to Egypt, Moses was now taking steps of faith. Amen? Every step I take is a step of faith. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Abraham or Abram got a word from God when he was 70 years old. 70 years old. That means there's hope for a lot of us in this room today. Amen. If you keep wondering what's God going to do and when's it going to start? Just turned 70. No, I'm just, that's not. Did age make any difference to God? Age means nothing. Gender means nothing. Obedience means everything to God. He got the call from God when he was 70. Unfortunately, he was 75 before he actually took his first step of faith. Five years. Now, let's be honest. The Bible says, and God said to Abram, if you're the guy in the village that's hearing voices, how else did God communicate with Abram? There was no Bible. There was no church. There was no burning bush. It said, and God said. So Abram is hearing voices. Abram has to learn to trust this voice. It's kind of like us. That inner voice that we get. When we battle with, is that God? Is that not God? Is that me? Is that the devil? Is that the pizza I just ate? Amen? It's learning to hear and trust that inner witness that we have. 
That's a step of faith. He had to learn to hear that voice and to trust it. But get this, nothing in Abram's life changed until he took one step. God spoke to him. He promised him all these wonderful things. He laid them out for him. But all it was up to that point were just words. Nothing happened until he took that first step. The minute he took the step, the full power of everything that God had promised him, backed up by all the resources in heaven, all of a sudden zoomed into Abram's life. But listen to me. Nothing happened. He could have talked about God's plan. He could have made t-shirts about God's plan. He could start a, 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 a dot com about God's plan. But nothing happens until you actually take that first step. The first step is always the scariest. When Peter stepped out of the boat, which was scarier, the first step or the last? It was that first one. Amen. That first step of faith, that's the one that's always the hardest. I don't know where I got this from, but, but the journey of a thousand steps starts with the first step. What's the old joke? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Amen. One bite at a time. Nothing happens until we take that first step of faith. Hebrews 11.8. It says, Abram, Abraham had faith and obeyed God. He was told to go to a land that God said would be his, and he left for a country he had never seen. How do you know it was faith? Because God asked him to do something. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So God told Abraham, get out of your country, take a step and go to a land that I will show you. He didn't tell him where he was going. That's faith. Amen. So Abraham believed God, didn't fully obey God in the midst of it because he took Lot with him. That hurt him a lot down the road. Amen. But Abram started on this journey. Every step of faith, get this, every step of faith that you take is an opportunity from God. If you're looking to grow in the things of God, if you're looking to increase, if you're looking to be used by the Lord, if you're looking to grow in your spiritual life, Abram did not grow one bit just hearing what God's plan was for his life. He never changed. Just hearing from God is not enough to change you. You have to act on what he told you to do. That's faith. Say this again. Every step I take is a step of faith. Remember, a step of faith, God is always leading you towards him, not away from him. God doesn't tell you to walk by faith and quit going to church, leave your family, and do something crazy. Amen? You will be called crazy sometimes for acting by faith, but that's never God's original intent. Amen? 
Would you say that God told Abraham to do some crazy things? How do you know if it's crazy or not? Did it work? No kidding. That's why I have my wife on the front row. No, don't say that. Listen to me. Every step of faith is God offering you an opportunity. This is what God was offering to Abraham. Number one, I will make you a great nation. Number two, I will bless you with an abundant increase of favors. Number three, I will make your name famous and distinguished. Number four, you will be a blessing dispensing good to others. Number five, I will bless those who bless you. Number six, I will curse those who curse you. And number seven, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Get a picture of this. When God asks you to take a step of faith and he is offering you an opportunity, it's not just you that's going to get blessed at the end when you take that step. I want you to notice at the end of everything that God told Abraham, he made this statement, in you all, say all, all the families of the earth will be blessed. When you take a step of faith, when you take that opportunity and seize it, it's not just you that's God trying to get something to. He's trying to get something to everyone. What's on the other side of your obedience? What's on the other side of that step of faith? I used this example two weeks ago, but Ruth had no idea that Boaz was waiting for her. She had no clue. She just took a step of faith. With Ruth, let's be honest, with the mother-in-law who wasn't at the top of her game at that time. She'd lost her husband, her two sons. She was bitter. She was just going home to die. But God saw something. I think they taught Ruth something about covenant. And she grabbed it. She saw it. And she wouldn't let Naomi go. And because she took a step of faith, she's now listed in the genealogy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, that blessing wasn't just for her. That blessing was for all of us. Listen to me. No faith, no blessing. No blessing, no faith. No faith, no blessing. We cannot walk in the blessings of God without having faith in them. And when I say having faith in them, that doesn't mean that I mentally assent and I read them. That means that I act and I actually do what the Bible tells me to do. Amen? I cannot believe that I am the blessed of God if I don't act on the Word of God. I have to do... All of this is contingent on the Word of God. There is no faith outside of the Word of God. There's no seminar. There's no other book. There's not an impartation. There's not a drug. There's no other way to build your faith other than spending time in the Word of God alone. Building your faith. Trusting God more and more and more and more. Amen? Galatians chapter 3. This is so good. And I will finish with this. Well, we're never going to be finished. We're going to bring the ship into dock for two weeks until Brother Doug's here, and then we're going to pick it back up again. 
Nope. Don't go to Genesis looking for Galatians. It never, ever, ever works that way. Galatians chapter 3, verses 6 through 10. Hallelujah. Thank you for that. That was good stuff right there. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 3. Thus Abraham believed in and adhered to and trusted in and relied on God, and it was reckoned and placed to his account and credited as righteousness, as conformity to the divine will and purpose, thought, and action. Know and understand that this is it, really, the people who live by faith who are the true sons of Abraham. And the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify, declare righteous, put in right standing with Himself, the Gentiles, and consequences of faith, proclaim the gospel, foretelling the glad tidings of a Savior long beforehand to Abraham in the promise, saying, In you shall all of the nations be blessed. I got this revelation this morning, okay? Abraham is called the father of faith. Amen? Because he believed God. When it says that he believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness, Abraham took God at his word by taking those steps of faith. See, it finally made sense to me today. God dealt with Abraham from father to father. He deals with us as father to son. But he dealt with Abraham as father to father. Abraham recognized the father in him, and he believed him. God recognized the father that was in Abraham and that he was also going to give of his own son when asked. And God made him the father of all faith which we are now the sons of who believe. I know, just do this. Just do it. One, two, three. So good. So good. So good. He dealt with him as a father. That's why he's called the father of faith. So next week, in two weeks, we're going to talk about how to take a step of faith. Amen? This is about whetting your appetite on what faith is and where it comes from and why it's so important. I'm going to invite our communion elders to come and we're going to receive communion this morning. Communion at West Houston Christian Center is open to everyone that's here. You don't have to be a member. Um, If you do have your children with you, then we're just going to humbly ask that your children understand and know what communion is and what it's not and that this is not just a religious tradition that we do. I'm also going to just say that in lieu of doing prayer partners at the end of the service, this will take the place of prayer this morning. Whatever it is that you need from God this morning, I want you to receive it through this communion meal. I want you to put into practice what I just said. I want you to take a step of faith. I want you to actually believe that God hears you, that he cares about you and loves you, And doesn't have to answer your prayer, but he wants to. There are certain things you don't ever have to ask the Lord for if it's his will. Most importantly is healing. 
Jesus never healed one born-again person in his whole life. God will heal anybody because he loves them. So if you need healing in your body, you're going to receive it today through communion. If you have a financial need, you're going to receive it today through communion. If you need deliverance or prayer for a loved one, if you need direction about a job, if you need favor, whatever it is, you're going to receive it by faith through this meal this morning. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Father, we just receive this today. We receive the elements. When we receive, Father, right now by faith, I can just feel faith growing in this room right now. I can feel it. I just thank you, Lord, that we're putting a demand upon this covenant meal, and we believe that we receive it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask those that are to my left, on the right, if you would stand.